Welcome to the Luminance Podcast, where we shine the light on the good you are doing in the marketplace. Join host Sharon C. Jenkins, the master communicator, as she talks with iconic industry experts about the importance of being a servant leader in today's transitional world. Hello, everyone. This is your master communicator, Sharon C. Jenkins, and we are having fun today on this cold day in Houston, Texas. You are listening to Luminance, and we are shining the light on people who are doing good in the earth. And the beautiful thing about shining a light on people who are doing good in the earth, they're sharing good news. Why? Because the very core of who they are shines bright in a dark world. So I am just so happy to say hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, we are back at the mic and I am thrilled beyond thrilled. One of the things that I want to do in celebration of Black History Month is Our Daily Bread has a small book called On the Shoulder of Giants. And I have a few and I want to give them away to you. Why? Because these are stories about people of great faith who accomplish great things that look like me. <laughs> And I love it. So just DM me in my um, messenger and I'll be glad to send you a copy of this wonderful book. Tons of 28 reflections, tons of stories about people who came before me and did great things. And I'm, I'm applauding them and I'm applauding you. And I am applauding Yvette Walker today. Hello, hey there. how are you? I'm really well. Thank you so much for having me on today. It is my thrill. It is my pleasure. And I just want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. So can you tell us a little bit about you, who you are? Yes, yes. Well, I guess I'm a lot of things, but uh, some of you might know me as the host of the Positively Joy podcast and the founder of Positively Joy Ministries. Um, I am also uh, a wife. I'm a mom of three fur kids, and I'm also an educator. <laughs> wow, I love it. I love it. So tell us a little bit about your journey as an author. Absolutely. And of course, that's the next thing. And maybe the newest thing I am an author of actually a few books now, but primarily I've been talking about the devotional that I published first, and that is whispering in his ear. I can never get this straight. <laughs> um, it is a devotional of life lessons that um, the Lord has been, had been given me since 2019. Uh, when I really went into more of a seeker mode. So um, in fact, I did a podcast and it's a throw, it was a throwback podcast this week on being numb 
in your faith and not even realizing that that had happened. So I'm walking in my faith. I was uh, baptized Catholic as a baby, went to Catholic school, elementary and high school, uh, went to church regularly, uh, always was a believer. But at some point in my life, uh, as I grew up, became an adult, got into the world, uh, we get distracted, don't we? And so at one point, I felt that I was not feeling the Lord or hearing from him like I did when I was a little girl. And that really made me sad. And so I, I wondered why that was, and I just couldn't figure it out. And so I kind of went into seeker mode, um, just trying to experience uh, different other different speakers and um, trying to read and figure out what was going on with me and why was I in this place? It wasn't that I was not a believer, I was, but I knew there was something deeper, how could I get to it? So I was very fortunate to experience um, something at my church with the, uh, it was a women's night with the singer songwriter, Rita Springer, who is wonderful. And um, her message just really seemed to connect. And so I started exploring a little bit more. She had a retreat that I went on. And at that retreat, I had a bit of a breakthrough. And I learned that it wasn't that the Lord had stopped talking to me. I had forgotten how to listen. And so when that happened, I came home from the retreat and it was just a breakthrough. And I felt like I was hearing him so much clearly than before. He gave me so much creativity. I started writing songs. I started writing these essays that have turned into the devotional. Um, and a year after that, I started the podcast. So just a lot happened. And that was when I think I just opened my heart in a way that I had not before. But I think the real message here is I didn't even know that I was walking in this desert. I thought everything was fine. I thought I was doing everything I was supposed to do. And so uh. I feel like, so my testimony is, is not the testimony of a big event that happened that changed my life. Mm -hmm. My testimony is one that I think uh, a lot of people may, may be walking and like me, not even know that they're walking, becoming what I call numb in your faith and, mm -hmm. be, and not even knowing that there's so much more to experience so much more of a deeper relationship we can have with the father. And so that's what I'm out here telling people and encouraging people to, um, to read some of my life lessons and others too. Um, and certainly listen to the people that I've been talking to on my, on my podcast and to learn the true nature of God's joy, which I think a lot of people do not understand that it's not just happiness. It is a lot more than that. And it is it is the nature of God's joy to be in connection with him in alignment with his will and his desire. And then he will give us a joy that will complete us, that will fill us the only kind of joy that will complete us and fill us. Wow. Wow. What a revelation. It really was. And I, I didn't expect it. Wow. Wow. That just lets us know that God is always there, ready to take us to a higher level in our faith. We just have to be available 
mm-hmm. have our listening ears on in order to hear him. Well, you do a lot more than podcasting and writing books. You manage a Facebook community group along with other social media um, groups related to your ministry. And you are a former journalist and also an educator. You're the Dean of Students at Gaylord College at the University of Oklahoma. You are a director at large for the National Board of the Society of Professional Journalists. And you have been inducted into the Oklahoma Journalism Hall of Fame. Now, tell us a little bit about this wonderful adventure that you've had as a journalist. Well, you know, and the this wonderful adventure, I'm, I am still waiting to hear from, from God as to when I need to do this. Cause I think a lot of us have a lot of ideas and we need to, we need to wait and we need to figure out when he wants us to do it. But a lot of my background as a journalist affected, I think this idea that I discovered of being numb. I love journalism. It was my career before I went into education. And even now as an educator, I still teach young journalists. I think journalism is so important. It is so important for us to to serve as eyes and ears for people who can't get information like many journalists can. Um, we, you know, we know what's going on halfway around the world right now because of journalists, what's happening in Russia and Ukraine. I feel like it's very important. But a part of journalism is to be fair, balanced, and objective. A part of journalism is to not let your perspectives or baggage or agenda taint what you are reporting on and editing. And so I was in a position where I was editing stories and having an impact on the front page of the newspaper and the homepage of the newspaper that I worked at. And so because of this, I felt strongly that I had to I guess, put my faith on a back burner, not be open or vocal about it, certainly not like I am now. And I think over years and years of doing this, um, I, I began to, again, let it just be on that back burner and not sharing what I know with people. And it's interesting uh, because I have a new project and this is the one I just mentioned. I don't know when we're going to do this yet. I'm waiting on the Lord. Um, but, but I've looked around and I have seen a lot of journalists go into ministry. And so I am planning and I've done some interviews. I am planning a new podcast on journalists that have gone into ministry because there's quite a few of us out there. And I think it's interesting and I wanna know why. And I wonder if they have a similar story that I do. But part of my journey was coming here to Oklahoma from from other places. I've I've lived and worked in lots of different other cities. Um, Oklahoma, you know, as they say, we're the buckle of the Bible belt. I will say this. I think that people are comfortable um, sharing their faith here. I found people in my newsroom here in Oklahoma that was that were much more comfortable sharing their faith than 
than I had been before. I was so surprised to see this. In fact, the first month I got here to Oklahoma, I'm looking for a new church home, right? So I go around the corner to where I was, where I had moved, just to a little church. I, you know, didn't really know much about it. I go in there and I see in the bulletin that the sermon that day was going to be performed by a man who had the same name as a colleague of mine in the newsroom. And I I thought to myself, oh, that name must be familiar or very common name here in Oklahoma, because I'm originally from Chicago. And uh, you could have knocked me over with a feather when I see my colleague process, be a part of the service and give the sermon, my mouth fell open. I was just so surprised. And I thought, now, isn't this interesting? This is a professional journalist who who has impeccable skills. I trust him, but yet he is not afraid to wear his faith on his sleeve. Hmm, that's interesting. Let me look into that more. Now, it took me several years because that was back in 2006 when I first got here. So it clearly took me several more years to realize that I didn't need to deny that anymore. And I could be more open and more, uh, you know, and share what I know and what the Lord has shared with me. But first I did have to learn to listen again, open my ears uh, to get the messages from him. Wow, I love your story. It's so full of a journey that sometimes people don't talk about. They don't talk about the struggle, the internal battle that they have about sharing their faith. And it's more than um, it's more than being a deliberate evangelist. Mm-hmm. It's what happened in your life that causes you or caused you to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Can you give an account of what that was? And are you are you ever ready? to give an account. Yeah. Well, there, there never was a time since I was a child that I did not believe that Christ was my Lord and Savior. I, like I said, I have been a believer. I've never had a lapse in my belief. Mm-hmm. Never. And, and I'm really honest when I say that. Um, you know, some people will grow up in church and then they may have a lapse or they may find another path and then they come back. I mean, there was never a lapse for me, but that walk instead of up, up high all the time, I feel like my walk was pretty steady, but never really any highs or lows. Mm -hmm. And while that was fine, I knew that there was something missing, but, Mm -hmm. but early I had no idea what it was. I think I was seeking a lot of things. Um, fortunately, the Lord has protected me. I have not had to go through um, a lot of things that a lot of people have had to go through in life. I've just been very, very blessed and fortunate. But still, you can still know that something is missing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I'm a lifelong dieter, always trying to get healthier and lose weight. We all know what that is. For a lot of people, food and other substances are what they turn to to try to be complete, try to be full. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's a funny book that I mentioned in the devotional. It's a real book. I don't, I don't think it's being published anymore, but I read it when I was in my twenties and it's called 
help lord the devil wants me fat and that's an amusing title but i felt that way i really felt that way and this this book was a book on fasting which i and i have tried fasting over over time and i think that uh prayer and fasting is wonderful but um again the book has an amusing title but i I think it's it it does talk about we are seeking some things we're looking for things to complete us to satisfy us Mm -hmm. there have been times when i just literally said i just ate a big piece of cake and that was delicious but it did not satisfy me Mm. why is that i mean Mm. literally i've had experiences like that and i think i have been seeking something greater Maybe you can say that was already at my fingertips again, never elapsed in my belief, but didn't understand that I could access that in a different way. Wow. So, so yeah. Powerful. What's that? So, so my question to you is as a first time author, mm-hmm. am I correct? As a well, first yeah, so, so I have, so that was a, a book I've written. I have a companion study guide that I am mm-hmm. just about to publish that to go with the devotional. And I, and I wrote a book of poetry, uh, ebook only that I released available to people of the songs, the lyrics, cause I'm not musical. I'm mm-hmm. a writer, but he gave me these song lyrics that mm-hmm. in some cases we've turned into music and, mm-hmm. uh, actually in the devotional, you can listen to music in the devotional. You can use the QR codes and actually listen to some music oh, um, that, that, um, that I've worked on with people that he's given me. But I, yeah, you could call me a relatively first time author. Yes. Okay. So my question to you is what have been some of the eye opening experiences that you've had as a first time author? I think some of the eye opening experiences I've had I think that entrepreneurs maybe can speak to as well, faith-based entrepreneurs. I feel that he has given me a message that he wanted me to, and he wanted me to use the gifts he's given me, the gifts of communication and writing to put that down and to, you know, send out to people. Now, I wanted to go out there, but I also want to be able to do more and I think, I think that many uh, Christian, perhaps maybe first-time Christian authors and some of these entrepreneurs have, are, I guess, have an uncomfortable feeling about putting themselves out there or making money or trying to make money based on what he's given us. I think that that's something that I, I saw in myself and struggle and um you know, there's nothing wrong with making money, but I think that that's something that many of us struggle with and try to figure out, well, how can I turn this to a business when he's freely given me this message to send out there? So I think for myself, I try to, um, to weigh that with lots of other opportunities to give people information and, um, Wondering if you can hear me. I think you're frozen or maybe I'm frozen. Don't know if you can still hear me, but let me know if you can hear me. If you can, I'll keep going. Um, but I just think that's something that I continue to kind of wrestle with. See, how can I uh, create something of value to people 
for a fair price. Okay, you're gone now. I'm not quite sure if I'm still on Facebook. <laughs> but if I am, to try to create something and give, uh, give something of value to someone at a fair price, uh, but also to support the ministry. And that's really what I think is what I do now. Um, the publishing process was, I won't say it was easy, but it was, it was very interesting. But I think, I think my, what's, what's eye-opening to me is to figure out how I can continue to give people things of value, to, to market it to them, to, to basically shout from the rooftops of what he shared with me, what the Lord has shared with me. Greetings. This is your master communicator, Sharon C. Jenkins. And guess what? Technology, technology, technology. We had a little trouble with the internet going down on this podcast, but we just couldn't deny you the opportunity of hearing the fabulous Yvette Walker. So thank you for tuning in today. And remember, I love you and there ain't nothing new about it. Have a great one. See you next week. Thanks for joining our host, Sharon C. Jenkins on Luminance Today. Tune in next week for a dynamic interview with another iconic expert. Remember that servant leadership is more than an idea. It's a chosen lifestyle.